Welcome back, everybody. As we approach October this weekend, it may be time to start thinking about scary movies, maybe a thriller. Here with suggestions is Andy Farnsworth, host of the movie show on KSN, KSL News Radio every Friday morning from 9 to noon. I was listening in this morning, and you guys, you had a lot to talk about. You had a lot yeah. on your plate. I don't even, I'm not even going to be able to talk about all the things <laughs> in this segment that we had on the movie show. But the big movie of this week is a big swing, at least I thought so, from director of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Gareth Edwards' new film, The Creator, is a true science fiction movie from start to finish, telling a morality tale of things we deal with in our current times, but then cloaked in futuristic technology, high quality special effects. The story is set a few years from now in Earth's future. Not only is artificial intelligence banned in the United States after it sets off a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles, America is actively at war with agents of artificial intelligence who have taken refuge in countries in Europe and Asia. An ex-Special Forces agent played by John David Washington, that's Denzel's son, is recruited to find and eliminate the person called the Creator, who has supposedly developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war by destroying mankind. The Creator explores all kinds of questions about what makes something intelligent, if artificial intelligence can truly feel anything, and if something has sentience, or it can show compassion, does that grant it the same rights as a human? Now, if that sounds familiar to you, it's probably because you've watched Star Trek or Terminator or 2001 A Space Odyssey, where these same issues are explored. Now, even though the creator doesn't necessarily tread a lot of new ground, it does arrive at a very unique time in our history where questions about AI and its potential effects on the future are currently on the mind of many in the real world. The film's cast is pretty solid, along with Washington, you've got Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe and Allison Janney. Uh, and then the special effects are fantastic, including a large military spaceship that orbits the Earth to hunt down the AI robots. Unfortunately, the movie also feels a little drawn out at times and actually, to me, felt a little longer than its two-hour, 15-minute runtime. I give it two and a half out of four stars. Content-wise, it gets a little violent and there is some language. The creator is rated PG-13 and it is playing only in theaters. Now, our next item, the movie that will probably win the nationwide box office this weekend is yet another entry in the Saw Horror Torture franchise. And Saw X or Saw 10 is supposed to take place between the first and second Saw movies to give you more insight into the main killer guy. If you haven't seen any of the Saw movies, they follow a fictional serial killer named John Kramer who goes by the nickname Jigsaw. Now, Jigsaw doesn't like to just murder his victims. He likes to trap them and force them to participate in life-threatening games or tests to learn who has the greatest will to survive psychological terror or physical torture, and it is pretty gruesome. They didn't screen Saw 10 for critics, so I didn't get to see it. Oh, man. I've heard from others who are fans of the franchise, however, that they thought it was one of the better entries in the series. But you're on your own for this one. Saw 10 is rated R, and it is only in theaters. Now, on the complete other end of the spectrum, in just about every way possible, is a new movie in the Paw Patrol animated franchise from Paramount. Now, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, is the second big screen appearance of the pups that like to save the day in the fictional town of Adventure City. They're known for each dog driving around different emergency vehicles like a police car, an ambulance, fire truck, a plane. But in the mighty movie, after a meteor strikes their city, the pups magically gain superpowers and they're able to do their jobs even better. It doesn't last long, however, as a couple of bad guys steal the powers and turn themselves into supervillains. 
Obviously, Paw Patrol the movie is for kids, and they will probably love it. It has a good message about how anyone can make a difference, no matter how big, small, smart, or strong you are. It's only an hour and 35 minutes, so even a disinterested parent won't suffer too long. Paw Patrol the movie is rated PG, and it is only in theaters. Now, on streaming, a unique new short film made its debut on Netflix this week. It's called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And there are several things that make it unique, but the biggest is probably that it's got an all-star cast. It's directed by the one-of-a-kind Wes Anderson, and it's only 40 minutes long. The movie's based on the short story by Roald Dahl, and I much prefer the way Wes Anderson interprets Roald Dahl than other directors like Tim Burton, personally. Despite being only 40 minutes long, the movie is a near-constant stream of quick dialogue from its stars, who include Ray Fine, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Henry Sugar is an obscenely rich man in England who by accident finds a journal written years before by a doctor from India who claims to have witnessed a man who could see without any use from his eyes. Part of the movie is the story of this man from the past, and the rest of it is Henry's attempts to learn the same skill and put it to his own use. If you've ever seen a Wes Anderson movie, you'll recognize his style even in these video clips. Anyone who has read Roald Dahl knows that some of his stories can get pretty bizarre, but this is one of the more charming tales. Watching it feels like you're watching a regular movie at double speed, though. It's kind of fun, and it was one of the better things I saw this week. The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar is rated PG, and it's streaming on Netflix. For our honorable mention list, other stuff coming out that we don't have time for greater detail. First up is a limited theatrical release called The Kill Room that reunites two of the stars of Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman and Samuel L. Jackson. It's also a chance for Uma Thurman to work with her daughter, Maya Hawk. Thurman plays an art gallery owner approached by Jackson's character to work together on a scam to launder crime syndicate money by having Jackson's people purchase paintings with dirty money that were done by one of the hitmen, but then Uma Thurman's gallery makes it seem as if it's a priceless work from a mysterious artist. So when word eventually leaks out to the art community about the works selling for high prices, suddenly the hitman's paintings become the hottest commodity that all the rich collectors want. It really sends up, the movie sends up the rich art community the same way the menu did the rich foodie community last year. The Kill Room is not for everyone. But it is actually a clever movie that I enjoyed despite its R-rated violence and language. Another movie that won't be for everyone, but some will enjoy, is the crime thriller, thriller Reptile on Netflix. It stars Benicio Del Toro as a homicide detective assigned to work the murder of a female realtor in his town. Evidence points at a number of different people along the way. Her boyfriend, played by Justin Timberlake, her ex-husband, an angry local man with uh, the guy who's angry with Timberlake's character, and then... As Del Toro's investigation gets deeper, the more disturbing things that he finds and the larger the potential conspiracy goes. Also boosting the cast is Alicia Silverstone as Del Toro's wife and confidant on the case. Reptile is long, two hours, 15 minutes, but the writer and director, I thought, do a solid job at keeping you guessing the whole time. I will say the ending was a little confusing, but those who love mysteries and murder investigations may like Reptile on Netflix. Finally... Maybe the movie of the week for me is Flora and Son, debuting today on Apple TV+. Plus. It stars Bono's daughter, Eve Hewson, as Flora, a single mother in Dublin, Ireland. And she's at about at her wit's end with her 14-year-old son, who's been in trouble his whole life. She tries to give him a refurbished guitar as a birthday gift, but when he rejects it, she decides to use it herself and starts taking guitar lessons with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's musician named Jack, who teaches her over the internet. As those two develop a surprising long-distance emotional connection over music, Flora also finds music helps her 
to relate to her son in ways she never did before. Now, I've only seen Eve Hewson in a couple of things over the years so far, but she really impressed me in this movie. Her connection to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character really created a strong bond with me as the viewer. The movie's funny at times, and the story doesn't necessarily go where you think it will. The only thing keeping me from making it my pick of the week, maybe, is that it does have some really strong and frequent vulgar language. It is all in an Irish accent, so maybe you won't understand all of it. I don't know. But if that doesn't bother you, Flora and Son is a great choice. It is rated R, and it's on Apple TV+. Now, looking ahead to next week, it's another horror movie release with a sequel to The Exorcist and a new season of Loki for fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Loki. I love that one. I actually really liked your honorable mentions. Those are the ones I, I want to see. Yeah, they, so, were, they were pretty solid. Except Paw Patrol chases on the case. My kids are, I know my kids are grown, but they'll still watch it. They say the line, no one too small, <laughs> like a hundred times in the movie. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a family-friendly one, that's probably the best one to go get. Yes, for sure. All right. Andy, thank you so much. You're a good welcome. weekend to, to watch a movie inside, that's for sure. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.